So there's definitely a bit of crisis there in Jammu and Kashmir where meetings are now taking place as people fear for their life as targeted killings are happening. And the question that we are asking, has the center fumbled in its Kashmir response? I have with me Mr. Sajjad Lone. Uh, thank you very much, Mr. Lone, for joining us. Uh, my first question to you, the very first question that we have asked our audience also and we are asking other guests, do you think that the center's response has gone wrong in dealing with the security situation in Kashmir? Look, I'll tell you something I've been saying all along. I'm saying, uh, this whole con- I think what has gone wrong is, I think, perhaps patting on the back, which took place in the last three years. But uh, since 1989, there is a certain level of violence which has never gone away. Never, ever gone away. Even if you look at the press conferences by JNK police or other security agencies, one year back, they said there are 300 militants and they've killed four, 500. There's still 300 there. So, uh, there is a certain level of violence which is uh, refusing to go away, as with any other violent place in, uh, across the world. And uh, I would have thought that particularly uh, in JNK, what we are seeing today is that it, uh, the security situation is worse. And I'll tell you a couple of things. First, uh, when we talk of uh, targeted attacks, it's very difficult to stop a targeted attack. Very, very difficult. But having said that, there are ways to manage it, to decrease the severity, to somehow, uh, um, you know, uh, make your own defenses. Part of it is, op- uh, is, is, is operational in nature, that your police, your army, your, you know, other security agencies, they, they get together. Part of it is psychological in nature. Part of it is... Um, how you play, how you how how, it, how the whole thing play, plays out. There's a certain ecosystem. Hmm. The locals are there, then there are security agencies. I think the biggest problem that we might be facing today is that it's a people-less fight. You know, uh, it is a fight between police officers or administrative officers hmm. and the violent elements and the terrorists. People are nowhere. So I'm not saying that that would make these targeted uh, uh, targeted attacks impossible. Mm. But as I said, they would be much less in its severity. So that's, I think, where the whole uh, thing lies, this level of alienation, uh, doing it on your own, uh, this belief that perhaps in order to be an expert on Kashmir, you have to be a non-Kashmir. That seems to be the prevailing belief. I think that has to be rectified. Mr. Lone, uh, what happens from here? I mean, I understand the point that you made with that there was too much of patting on the back. But the point is, you're staring at a situation where uh, many people fear for their lives and they want to leave. But they are being uh, detained in their transit camps. I'm talking about uh, members of the Hindu minority in Kashmir. It's not just Hindus who are being targeted. Many Muslims also have been targeted uh, and killed. In a situation like this, don't you think a very basic question that will be asked of the government is, where was the intelligence? Number two, you're saying that these Chinese pistols have come in and targeted attacks are happening. So while they were coming in, who should we blame for the security lapse? You see, as I told you, um, first of all, um, uh, there is certain there's a certain level of violence which won't go away and that these pistols which you're talking about, even I saw it in the news at a lot of them, it's very scary. But as far as leaving is concerned, I personally have security. 
My father didn't have, he was killed. But then we have a lot of workers on the ground. They have the same level of threat which anybody else has. Although it's very difficult to tell someone when somebody is being targeted for belonging to a particular community to be brave. It's not very easy. It's very difficult. But I would think that if there is an exodus, we might be doing exactly what the violent elements wanted to do. That might not be a good idea. And as I say this, I know it's very difficult when someone, when, when, when somebody from the Pandit community or the migrants are working here, would know there is a person who himself is in security but is suggesting that you don't leave. But I think that, 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 that is not the answer to the question. The answer is to sit here and we've got to slog it out together and fight them together. Don Saab, uh, you know, whenever we have spoken in the context of Kashmir, much before the abrogation of Article 370, one thing that was constantly said by many of the stakeholders in the state and otherwise was that this is a political problem which requires a political solution. What, what do you think uh, should be the ideal response now? A political solution to this problem or a, or, or a largely policing-related solution? See, a meeting is taking place in the national capital. You've got the chief of army staff, the NSA, uh, the lieutenant governor. They're all meeting now. You see, in today's context, when you say something, we being, I being a Kashmiri and a Muslim, there will be millions of connotations. I don't want to say anything which would suggest or justify the killing under any circumstances. Hmm. It is a political problem distinct from what happened. Irrespective of whether those killings took place yesterday or the day before, it was a political problem. It will remain a political problem. Those killings do not in any way uh, sort of re-emphasize it being a political problem. Yes, it is a political It's about human beings. It's about us. And this terrorism or violence, it's an invisible element. You do not need mass approval. You don't need thousands of people to go and kill an unarmed, innocent civilian who's been married just three months back. You don't need that. It's not a popular decision. It's a decision by a criminal who decides at behest of someone to take a gun in his hand and kill an innocent person. That said, if you're talking to me about, is it a yes, it is. You know? And Sanket, the biggest problem that you have today is that in the entire country, there is a mood, perhaps. There is a clear distinction between a Kashmiri and a non-Kashmiri. And as I told you, in order to be able to administer, in order to be able to be governed, perhaps the message is that you have to be a non-Kashmiri. Hmm. Perhaps the message is that Kashmiris perhaps can't take care of themselves and they have to be taken care of. Which I don't think is, is the correct way forward. As I said, that if we talk too much, it's some, somewhere crawls into justifying what has happened. But, um, and, and as you rightly put, I'm, I'm thankful at least you mentioned that even both Kashmiri Muslims are also getting killed. If on an average 10 people are getting killed, you will see eight are Kashmiri Muslims. Hmm. And they are staying behind. They are not leaving. They're going to stay here. Most of them, all of them. Uh, and that's how it is. No, uh, so my final question, uh, Mr. Lone, uh, with, with news of people leaving, which is also being touted as, uh, uh, you know, Exodus 2.0, if you were, and uh, a general sense of fear on the ground. 
and as you are also saying that there was a lot of tom-toming that happened, uh, patting on the back that happened uh, in the past three years. The government uh, has said that, see, we have, we have got these key indices and markers on the basis of which we arrived at this conclusion that uh, a lot of good has happened. What do you think needs to happen from here on at a political level? Do you think that the stakeholders can get together and solve this, resolve this? Do you know, one of the most, uh, one of the ironic things is that if you compare what is happening today, security-wise, I'm saying comparatively, to last five years, 10 years, 15 years, hmm. things are not so bad. They've been worse. But I think in the context of Tom Tommy, they look very bad. Once you announce that everything is fine and hunky-dory, and then these incidents occur, they stand up. They stand up. I really think, if you want my unsolicited advice is, that we need to take the Kashmiri Pandit especially out of the political discourse. You have elections in the rest of the country, fight it on the basis of bread and butter and unemployed other issues. Don't bring in the Kashmiri Pandit. Don't make that poor person who is unguarded, who has to work here, a focus of discussion. What happens is that these violent elements, they look at newsy things. They look at things which will play out pan-India. So I would extricate this community from the discussion, which unfortunately it has unintentionally made. You know, they've made them a topic of discussion with the movie, with the other things. I would stop that. Mm. I would take them to safer places. Or, in fact, I would, you know, if they want to go on a leave, they should be facilitated, they should not be stopped. And I would look at a six-month or an eight-month period by which I'm able to get them back uh, with the, where they feel more secure. But Lone Sahib, don't you think that uh, uh, this will be, uh, as you said, at a time when a government has uh, been seen very openly promoting a movie on their exodus and their suffering to perhaps make a political point, uh, it'll be such a commentary that under their rule and their regime, something similar is happening. And thus, to avoid that political embarrassment, they're asking these people to hold on. Do you think that's a good strategy? I'll tell you something. I have a I have very close Pandit friends. And there are many sane elements in Pandits. Very dear friends. And most of those who still believe in sanity were very worried after the war. And even I was. As a Kashmiri, even I was, that how it will pan out in a violent place and where their violence still exists. And but then again, if we discuss the movie too much, it goes as a justification of what those people have done. So let's not say that. But all I can say is that um, you know the government needs to take all the stakeholders on board. It's not that everybody is desperate to jump into the frame, but the reality is that. It should be our fight hmm. rather than the fight of just the officers. I doubt that they, any place on earth, forget Kashmir, that you will be able to counter violence on your own without taking the locals on board, without taking the local stakeholders on board. Hmm. The locals of any place have that thing in them. They can smell, they can feel that something, something is in the air, something is going to happen, which perhaps might be missed out by as much of a genius as you get. Uh, who is not a local. Uh, so I think there is still, I don't 
want to speak a lot. I don't want to express too many views, lest it it it, it sort of because it should not nothing should justify the gruesome killings that they have um, they have indulged in over the past two three days. You know, even last night uh, you know, with the with the killing of of the poor laborer mm. in a brick hill. But uh, I think there is a lot of space to do things, sure. both at an operational level and at a non-operational level. That's okay. the most important, hmm. at a non-operational level. Sanket, I'll tell you, the other day, I saw a, a, a newspaper clip. It was about some IAS officer and his dog. Hmm. You know, and, and perhaps then there was some punitive action. There are many such dogs there. Hmm who go for a walk. You know, things are that way really bad out here. You would have to bring these stakeholders mm. Mm. and shake the administrative apparatus out of their stupor and a world of make-believe and delusions mm. Mm. that they have prevailed, that they have revolutionized Delusions are very high. We need to get out of our delusions, especially the state bureaucracy here, whether it's the civil bureaucracy, whether it's the police bureaucracy. Mere utterances, if they start speaking with respect, they could win some friends who could help them. Mm. I think that's an important point that you're making. Thank you very much, Mr. Sajad Loan, for your time. Thank you.